Greetings, this is Chris Zirkel, and welcome to He Transformed Me, where you can experience audio, video, and written stories of how people's lives have been transformed by having a relationship with God. Visit our website at hetransformme.org. Listen to our podcast on anchor.fm forward slash hetransformme. And be sure to like us on Facebook. If you would like us to feature your story of how you were transformed, contact us. We can voluntarily film your story, record an audio version of your story, or you can submit a written version. So my name is Alex, and uh, I have been, you know, raised in the church, been in the church my uh, entire life pretty much. You know, my parents are pastors, and so I grew up in the church. Um, However, you know, as I got older, um, I came to accept Christ at 12 years old. I made the choice to go ahead and, and accept Christ. Um, and I knew early on that, you know, God was for me. Um, I knew early on that I wanted to sing um, in the church, and so music is a big part of my life um, within church. But of course, when I got older, um, at 16 years old, I got my driver's license, um, I got my first job, and when that happened, um, things started to change a little bit because we have to understand that the enemy is always trying to do three things, and that's kill, uh, steal, and destroy. He's going to try and steal your salvation, kill your body, and steal your soul. And so, you know, it was like he had a plan. Um, and so I was always, I lived a sheltered life. And so um, getting my own job, my own car, being uh, introduced to friends that were not saved um, kind of was the, the start of a, a period of my life where things changed for me. Um, for the first time, I started to feel a distance between um, God and myself. Um, and of course, I didn't think anything of it because at that young age, you know, I'm thinking about work. I'm thinking about, oh, I'm making my own money. I got new friends. Um, so it was a change of scenery, a change of pace for me. And see, I didn't know that um, the more I dove into my job and the more I you know, hung out with those friends, the further away I started becoming from God um, because the enemy had a plan. And so, you know, as I got deeper within my job, deeper within my friends, I started to uh, not go to church anymore. I was then too tired to go to church. I was too tired to pray. I was too tired to read the Bible. I was too tired because I'm also a full-time student. And so, you know, I was in high school. um, So, you know, I had to study for the test. So how can I read the Bible if I got to study? Or, you know, how can I um, fast on the weekends when, you know what, I'm going to go hang out with my friends? Or, you know, you know what, I've been up uh, with school and working late. I'm going to sleep in. So, you know, it just got to the point where my relationship with God, with Christ, was no more. Um, And I didn't think of it. You know, I didn't um, realize what was going on. Um, Then, as time progressed, um, things got a little bit um, more worse just because, you know, I was then introduced to things that I had never been introduced to. You know, I was hanging out. I was um, just, you know, d- uh, living a non-godly life. And so um, then I started to notice that, 
the fun was no longer there. You know, I started to uh, experience um, sadness. I started to experience um, just depression, um, that which I thought would bring me happiness, which was hanging out with friends, uh, which was, um, you know, just um, doing whatever I thought I wanted um, was no longer fun. There was a, a void um, just because, again, I removed God from my heart. God, who is supposed to be number one, um, was no longer number one. Number one for me at that time was my job and my friends, but you know they weren't bringing what my soul needed, which was the word. They didn't bring the joy that God brings because the world can offer um, joy. It can offer uh, you know pleasures. It can offer many things, but are temporary. Yet what God offers us is eternal. And so there was now this separation from uh, my Creator, myself, my 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 Savior, um, and I substituted all that with what I thought I wanted, what I thought. Uh, was going to provide um, the same, and there was not a comparison. There was it's not the same, um, and I started to really suffer the consequences. I started to dive headfirst into depression. I started to really feel alone, a feeling that I had never in my life experienced. You know, I come from a tight knit family um, who loves the Lord, who's always uh, with the Lord. And now, even though my family was still there, I just felt alone. I felt like there was just uh, emptiness inside, but yet still did not have the strength um, to uh, recognize, hey, you know, I need to go to church. I need to really reconcile with Jesus and, and turn my life around. Why? Because I didn't have the strength. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants to uh, make you think that you, you can't do it. He, you know, that um, just when you think, um, just when you think you are at the lowest and, and, you know, he starts to put negativity. For example, I would think about, you know what, I'm going to go to church. But then I would hear this voice that says, oh, if you go to church, what are they going to say? You haven't been in church for so long or you look different or, you know, I, we don't see you singing anymore or, you know, what happened? What's going on? So then all those thoughts would then uh, discourage me from going to church. But see, the enemy thought. I was it. He thought, oh, I got him. There's no way. But see, God had a purpose and a plan. And I remember, you know, I changed jobs and I was working in Walmart and there was a lady back there that worked in shipping and receiving. And I didn't know that she was a Christian. I didn't know she was saved because I never really interacted with her. And I remember one day I was walking by her workstation and I heard Christian music. Um, and one thing about about me that really took a big hit on me was that um, one of the things that um, really messed me up was uh, I was I got addicted to cigarettes. Um, that's one of the things that was introduced to me and it really the enemy used that that to take a hold on me um, and it was really upsetting to me because I can see a change within my voice. Um, I couldn't really sing anymore. Um, I couldn't, you know, hold notes, my breathing. I couldn't do any of that. And so because music is such a powerful um, instrument that God um, has put in my heart, it, it was really hurting me. And I knew that, you know, I couldn't do that anymore. 
but yet I still didn't have the strength or thought I didn't have the strength. Um, and so I remember I walked by her station and she had uh, a gospel station on and it kind of caught my attention. And she noticed that I had stopped and was listening and she said, hey, do you like the music? And I just said, oh yeah, you know, what station are you listening to? And she told me what it was, it was a light 103.9. And uh, I said, man, that's a nice radio station. And from there, little did I know that she was gonna be the instrument that God was gonna use to bring me back. Um, and so, you know, I said, oh, well, you know, I may listen to it. I, you know, I wrote it down and, um, and I, I left it at that. Well, the next day at work, you know, she called me back and she said, hey, you know, I wanted to keep talking to you yesterday. Um, and, you know, I just wanna ask, you know, do you go to church? And immediately, deep down inside, you know, my heart starts to pound and, you know, because I was also ashamed that here I am, you know, son of, a, of pastors and, you know, I wasn't living a good life. Um, and, you know, I, I grew up in church, but now look at me now. Um, because again, that's what the enemy wants you to focus on. He wants you to focus on the mistakes. He wants you to think that, you know, there's no way out. But that is one of the biggest lies that he can throw at you. Um, and so, you know, I, she said, well, you know, do you go to church? And I said, well, you know, I did, but I don't go to church anymore. You know, I'm just too busy. And so she kind of laughed and she said, well, you know, uh, we can never be too busy um, for God. Okay, you know, God is everywhere. He's not just in church. You know, God is even here at work. And I kind of giggled and I said, okay. And I just left and, and kept going and those words you know every time she would speak to me those words would really start to to work and it wasn't her word it was the Holy Spirit uh, the Spirit of God was really starting to to, to work within my heart and I remember um, following that there was another day and you know she spoke to me and she said you know Alex you know I've been really thinking about you and you know um, is it okay if you know we can pray because I just feel like God has a lot for you he has purpose for you and I don't know what you've been through I don't know what caused you to not go to church um, anymore but you know God loves you and uh, he, he wants you and he, he wants you to know that um, no matter what has happened in your life He's always there. He has never left you. And immediately, like, I felt myself becoming emotional. But I'm like, okay, we're at work. Hold it together. And she said, you know, if it's, is it okay um, to pray? And, you know, I said, yeah, yeah, it's okay. And, you know, we started praying. And um, we started to pray. And and we're right back there in, in the um, break room. And, you know, she said a little prayer. And she said, you know, Alex, I want to ask you a question. Um, and, you know, don't feel pressure. I'm just going to ask you, you know, do you want to give your heart to, to Christ again? And it, it was a little bit too much for me. And I was like, no, 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 not right now. And I just kind of walked away. And I remember going home and it was the longest night because I felt God's presence calling me. But I also felt the enemy on the other side, like, how are you going to go back to church? You know, again, you know, look at where you're at now. You know, look, you, you, you smoke. You know, how are you going to go to church and, and you like to smoke cigarettes? You know, how are you going to go to church and, you know, how about your friends? What are your friends going to think? And at the same time, you know, I felt God, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm here for you. I've never left you. The words that my coworker was telling me, you know, were really working on my heart. And it was 
a battle. And, you know, I remember not being able to sleep. I remember um, just having just a, a struggle. My brain just, I couldn't shut it off. Um, and it was, it was like back and forth, back and forth. I remember going back to work and avoiding her completely. I just didn't want to see her because I'm like, oh, she's going to come again. And, you know, it's just, it was, it was too much, but it wasn't too much. The problem was the enemy knew what God, ha God had in store for me. And so he was trying to throw all those darts to get me to, you know, not, not listen to God's word, not listen to the Holy Spirit calling, not, not listen to what God had for me. And so, you know, I was, of course, spiritually, I was weak. And so I was listening more to the enemy, like, I can't, I can't do it. You know, what are they going to say? You know, I was too busy with what, worrying about what people are going to say and not, um, you know, not worried about, you know, what is God doing for me? You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, instead of worrying, you know, or thinking, oh my gosh, to God be the glory. He's not, look at, you know, where I'm at, but yet he loves me still that he's reaching out for me, you know, Look at what I've done. You know, I've, I've made so much mistakes. You know, I don't go to church anymore. I don't pray. I don't, I don't have a relationship with him anymore. I, I broke up with him pretty much. And, you know, I, I turned my back against him. But here he is. He's trying to reach out to me. Instead of thinking about that, I was too worried about what are my friends going to think? You know, the, the people who I thought were, were cool people, you know, what are they going to think? They're going to laugh at me. They're going to make fun of me. Or what are the people in church going to say? Oh, my gosh. You know, the pastor's kid. Look at him. Now he's going to have to, you know, start over kind of thing in my mentality. You know, I'm thinking all these th thoughts that are not important. What's important was God is trying to save me. God is trying to really reach and, and, and pull me out from that hole in which I, I made it for myself. And so I didn't want to see my coworker, but I knew the time was where we, we were going to meet again. And I remember, sure enough, it was um, a couple days after that, we kind of ran and she said, Alex, you know, I want, I want to apologize to you. If I ever made you feel uncomfortable, if I ever made you feel um, like I'm pressuring you into anything, you know, I apologize. And I said, no, you know, you're not doing anything. Um, you're fine, you know, you're, it doesn't bother me. Um, in fact, I liked when you were praying for me. I needed that. Um, you know, I, you just don't know what's going on inside my heart, inside my mind. Um, I really needed that. And in fact, you know, can you pray for me? I, I really need prayer. And uh, she said, well, do you want me to pray now? I said, yes, let's, let's pray now. And we started praying again and I just, it was like my heart just opened up and I just started to cry right there. And I remember, you know, coworkers are walking by and there was a couple that stopped there and wondering, you know, what's going on? Because we're right there next to the break room. It's a very busy place. And I just didn't care. You know, I just wanted, I wanted the heaviness, the sadness. I wanted, you know, the negativity of, of what was being spoken to my ear by the enemy. I wanted all that gone. I wanted to change. I wanted to, you know, to be, you know, that, that, that guy that just loved going to church like I did before. I miss that, you know, um, that excitement of just, oh, it's Sunday, let's go to church. Or, you know, oh, let's see what, you know, what God is going to say to me today. Let's open up the Bible. I missed it. I missed just feeling loved. 
And again, you know, my family was always there, but it, it was different. It was a, a love that only God can give, and I knew it was not there. And so we started praying, and I started to cry. And, you know, she was just praying, and she gave me a hug, and she said, Alex, do you want to accept Christ? Do you want to renew your vows with Christ? And right there, I said, yes. And I remember I lift up my hands and she said, she said a prayer and she said, um, she told me to, to repeat after her. I said the, the prayer and immediately I just felt freed. I felt like the burden, the, the heaviness, the weight was gone. Um, and immediately I started to, to feel, it was like I was walking on air. It was just amazing. Now, again, you know, I, I was addicted to cigarettes. It, and that really burdened me. It burdened my, my, my soul. It just broke me because I couldn't sing like I sang before. I couldn't, you know, it was really affecting me. And I started to pray and I was like, God, you know, I really want to worship you with all I got. You know, you gave me this, the gift of singing and I've ruined it because I started to, to put things in my body that damaged that which you, you know, my vocal cords, which you gave me to, to allow to speak and to sing to you. And can you restore it? Can you break the chain of cigarettes in my life? Like I wanna be delivered. And let me tell you what, you know, it was amazing because I said that prayer and it was the following day after seeing that prayer, you know, when you are addicted to something like that, it's about routine. So to give you an example, you know, I would get up, I would have a cigarette. I would eat, have one. I would go to work, on my way to work, I would have, so it was a routine of when I would do that. Um, and so to just break that like that, you know, in my own conscious mind, myself with my own strength, there was no way. There was no way, um, but look at the power of God. I remember, you know, after seeing that prayer, it was the very next day, to God be the glory, I was on my way to work, I went to smoke, and immediately I started to feel sick. But I still didn't think of it, because again, this is my normal routine for the last three years. And so, you know, I started, like it was just, I felt nauseous and I was like, oh, maybe my breakfast and you know, it's not working, it's not um, selling in my stomach. So I didn't think of it, but I didn't smoke. And then I remember at work, I went to take a break, the same thing, I just couldn't do it. I lit it and I just, just the smell of it. And then it dawned to me, wait a minute, this is what I asked God. I asked him for this, but yeah, here I am still trying to do my little, you know, what I'm used to. And my body is like, it doesn't, it's rejecting it. And right there and then it, it clicked. Oh my God, he, he, he heard my prayer, I'm delivered. And from right there, I started walking free and no longer that I touch a cigarette. And to this day, this was, let's see, I was uh, about 19 years old. Um, and to this day, I'm 39, I haven't touched not one. And even the smoke of it is just, it bothers me. Um, and, and again, I give God the glory because I couldn't, I couldn't do it without him. And ever since then, you know, everything changed for me. You know, that emptiness, gone. You know, that, that sadness, gone. That just the negativity, the wanting to, uh, having to, or having to fill um, the voids with, with, you know, the friends, everything was gone. And it's amazing how God 
knows how to kind of move things, how to, you know, kind of the right way. So I changed jobs. I went to college. And so those friends that I had that were kind of influencing and not that it, they were just being instruments for the enemy to make me fall, um, gone. Everything was gone. And it was like a new beginning, a new beginning. And, you know, sure enough, my voice back. You know, I'm able to hit the high notes that, that I was able to before, my breathing, everything, everything was restored to God be the glory because, you know, I prayed and I really, I said, God, you know, I asked for forgiveness. Even after being saved, I just felt horrible. And I kept asking God, you know, and telling him, I'm so sorry, God, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I did that. You know, I'm so sorry. Um, but the important thing is that, you know, no matter what we do, no matter what happens, you know, he knows that we will make mistakes. And a lot of the times the enemy will use our mistakes to overwhelm us into thinking he doesn't, God doesn't want you. Look at what you've done, whether it was cigarettes, whether it was, you know, whatever it was, he makes you think that is so bad that there's no way you can go back to church. And that is a lie. God is always there. Even when I was not in church, even when my relationship with God was non-existent, he was there. It's like the Bible says, he left the 99 for me. And that's, that's right there was what really did it for me because I felt like, even though I felt so short, I just felt like there was no way I can go, but there he was. He was with his arms just extended. And the minute I just opened my heart, he just in, embraced me and he just filled me. Uh, his spirit filled me and it, it was like night and day. Um, immediately I felt a change and it was life changing. And ever since then, it's just been, um, to God be the glory, just, just an awesome journey. Yes, I still have trials and tribulations because through trials and tribulation, we grow. You know, we can't expect to live a life of just Oh, you know, daisies and not know because the Bible says like the gold, we shall be tested. And how is that through tribulations? When we go through tribulations, if you notice, it's when we are uh, praying more. That's when we're really calling out to God. So sometimes, you know, I, I, I hear people and, oh, I don't like going to trials. I'm through trials and tribulations. I don't like to, you know, I just, uh, of course we don't like it, but it's, it's a purpose. That's how we grow. And through our testimony, through our trials, you can help somebody. So there's someone who, you know, who was, who grew up in church and for whatever reason, life took you through another, but you chose another path. That's not the end. God still has purpose for you. All you have to do is just open your heart. I opened my heart and I was restored a hundred percent. And, you know, I didn't need, you know, to the, the hanging out, the, the, you know, the parties. I didn't need any of that. That's not the joy. I mean, that, that, that was all temporary. That was temporary. But yet the, that joy that God puts in our heart, that's eternal. That's forever. And it doesn't compare with anything. It doesn't compare. And I, and I can, you know, sit here and tell you, you know, I can verbalize it to you because I've been through it. I, you know, and I'm, I'm coming from a, this is a, a boy who was sheltered. I grew up sheltered. And so when I got my job, it was like, oh my God, I can try whatever I want. I can do this, nothing. And now thinking back, I was like, man, why? But see, God has a purpose to why. 
And it was to let me know, you know what? Yeah, you can do those stuff, but the world can't ever give you what I can give you. The love that the world can offer is temporary. The love that I'm giving you is eternal. The love that, you know, Jesus has for us costs blood. And, as, and you know, and I think back and, you know, I felt unworthy. I felt, because um, again, the enemy wants us to, to make us feel like we're not worth it. You're not worth it. Your mistakes are too big. Whatever it is that you do, you know, it's too big. But guess what? It's not too big because Christ gave his life for us because he felt we were worth it. He felt we were good enough. And so if he feels, you know, it was, it was good enough for him to give his life, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> there's nothing that can compare. There's nothing that the world can offer. There's, there's, you know, money can't bring you, I mean, for some people it can bring them happiness, temporary. Okay, uh, alcohol, anything, anything that the world has to offer is temporary. But what God through Christ offers us is eternal, is eternal. And so, you know, again, you know, we may go through situations even saved, but we know that, you know, it's only it's only a process and it's only a a um, a way that we grow and that we can help our brothers and sisters in Christ or, you know, we can even t uh, use our testimonies to talk to those co-workers, families who are going through what we went through. Say, hey, I know I've been there. I've been there. I grew up in church and I've been there. It's OK. There is no shame. There's no, no need to be shameful. There's no need to be shameful. Jesus loves you. Even in your worst mess, he loves you the same. It doesn't make, it doesn't matter, it doesn't make you any different. His love towards you doesn't change because, you know, you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. Because of the fact that you haven't set foot in a church in how many years? My parents were pastors and I didn't set foot in a church in like four or five years. And the enemy tried to use that against me. But God said, it don't matter. I never left you. I was just, I was waiting for you. My love didn't change for you. Jesus said, my love didn't change for you. Look, look what I did for you. And so, you know, at that point, um, I became a new person in Christ. I, I started walking in Christ and, and really started seeing the transformation that um, Jesus did in, in my heart. Um, you know, I, I just, it's just been an amazing journey for me. Um, and with this journey, you know, in the walk of Christ, I also learned how to be patient. I also learned because one of the things that, especially with the youth, um, I remember, you know, wanting to, you know, as I, I became a young man, you know, trying to search for, for my wife, trying to search, you know, oh, in my own. No, I learned how to wait in God. And it's like his word says, once we put God first, everything else falls to place. Thank you for listening to He Transformed Me. If you were touched by the story you just listened to, we encourage you to visit a local church. The Lord loves you and wants to have a personal relationship with you. Feel free to contact us at hetransformme.org and may God bless you.